morning. Good morning, listeners. Jessica Kupperman here with my co-hosts, Melissa Brilliant. Now you're supposed to say hello. And John Buchanan, better known as John John. How you doing, John John? Good morning, everyone, or afternoon, or whatever time of the day you're listening to this. You know, I have friends that listen to this just because she feels like she's still having conversations with me like she did in high school. Really? Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. It is kind of neat. She invite her on the show. You that think means she doesn't I have to. I would love to invite her. That's so you what? So you can interview her and find out what a shithead I was back then? No, I don't. She would actually. <laughs> listen, her name is Jessica also. And Jess, if you are listening, um, I would be happy to send you a mic if you'd like to come on the show. I think it would be so fun to have you. Yeah, we could, go always, we could always go over and get your dad's mic. Jess and I are always, we've always been a good team, and we've had some really funny conversations. In fact, well, I won't tell you about it now, because what if it comes up later? Okay. So, um, any weekend news? Melissa, did you have, like, some kind of in-laws exciting thing happen? Because you mentioned something. We Marco Polo, you guys, now. And if you don't Marco Polo with your friends, don't start now, because it's terrible. You (laughs) should. I'll tell you with whom not to Marco Polo. (laughs) You should definitely not do it, because some people hog all the Marco Polo attention and then there's a thousand videos to catch up on. Hours. No one in this room, but you know, people. Really? Hours. And hours of it's like a I honestly feel like I'm on this person's show and I'm just a supporting actress in my own life because other people just Anyway, it doesn't matter. If you want to support my Marco Polo, please go to Patreon. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? Could you just, just imagine? Just a dollar a month, I can do more of these for you. If this isn't annoying enough. It's fun sometimes, but it just it just it's hard for me to keep up with because I have terrible ADHD and and like Carrie like, like for example my friend Carrie like I'm trying to keep up and all of a sudden I see Carrie Marco Poloing her cat going and I'm like what am I doing with my life now now what are we doing with our lives because I have to see her like pet her cat kill me kill me kill me kill me love you although Carrie. I have to say and I'm not allowed I'm probably not allowed to bring this up but I am anyhow. The other night when Melissa got drunk and was eating all the snacks. Oh, she ate all the snacks. And not only that but was she worth Marco that Polo, was my sure. favorite Marco Polo moment. Wait, let me get this straight. It wasn't your favorite Marco porno moment moment when Jessica, her son, pulled her shirt down and her tit flopped out. It was me drinking and Hold eating. On. That did not happen. <laughs> I know you're trying to okay, deflect. Almost happened. It almost happened. It didn't even come close to happening. You didn't even see a little bit of nip. That did not happen. Yeah. Hey, a little bit of nip is enough. You didn't even see that. The fact that you drunk text or drunk Marco Poloed for the better part of almost two hours. <laughs> the funniest, funniest. I'm in the middle of editing and normally it would annoy me, but they were so funny that I, I just left it on. So she would just pop on. She'd go, Shh, don't tell anybody. And I'm like, I go, immediately I go right to Jessica and I'm like, Melissa's drunk Marco Poloin. You got to get into this. <laughs> it was the funniest Look, thing. It was a really tough night. I'm really not a drinker. So oh, that's the obvious. amount of vodka that I had was, was enough to get somebody who was a drinker pretty schnuckered. Um, and uh, yeah, my kids just kept fighting. I think Thurs- it was, I think it was a Thursday night and, or something like that. And it just was, it was too much. And I said, I can't believe you've driven me to this. I don't, my body doesn't deal well with alcohol next day. So I don't usually drink. And then I'm jealous of all these people who have this out of feeling better because anything I would use to feel better, I, I, I can't. It's not legal. It's not, 
I'm raising kids. I have That's this it, kids. Not- you know what you made me do? <laughs> Pretty much. So I didn't want them to know I was doing it. And I was turning to that when I was so fucking annoyed. I didn't know what to do with myself. So I, I avoided it. I tried to keep it on the download. But it seems as I worked my way through the pantry, bottom shelf to top, um, it was hard to keep under wraps. Especially when you have a video app. What was motivating you? What was going through your head in the moment, Melissa? Was it, was it I'm hungry or let me see what this tastes like? Um, it was, ooh, tasty cakes. Let's try these. Ooh, Lay's chips. It's, let me see what this tastes like. I, I, I like it. the texture of this. Let's see if there's dip to go with these Lay's so chips. So no, no recreational drugs whatsoever, just vodka snacks. And then later vodka shits. Yes, that was the issue. Oh, yeah, I met you the next day. <laughs> what uh, what Tasty yes, Cake pairs well with Kettle One? Um, I Was it Kettle the- One? Oh, yeah, yes. it's Kettle One. Bitch. I got Fancy good stuff. Bitch. I had good stuff. I don't have anything anymore. I just drank the whole thing. I had a in here right now. cookie bar. I had a chocolate chip cookie bar, Tasty okay. Cake. Texture. It's off with me. It could taste like anything. It's the texture. Tasty it was like that soft. Uh, I don't know. The coffee cake ones got me through freshman year of college. Yeah, see, now a lot of people won't realize what we're talking about when we say tasty cake because that's like a Northeast thing. I don't think they're all over. It's a Philly thing. It's it's like a better Little Debbie's or a better, a much better Hostess. Little Debbie's that bitch. Like Hostess is garbage. Like if no. you if you ate tasty cakes, you would take Little Debbie's and go and throw it right in the trash. That's true, but both of them are disgusting. No. So can I ask you, you guys like the butterscotch crumpets? The crumpets are amazing. Butterscotch crumpets are amazing. No. Well, all right. What, what, about a, what about a tandy take, either peanut butter or chocolate? No. No tandy takes? A chocolate junior? The chocolate cupcake? The cream-filled cupcake? I like the, the one that has the white swirl on the top. That the one that Hostess or Drake's Hostess oh, Hostess stop makes. It. You can't. They can't. You can't even compare the two. That I the love one them. Is, ugh. It's like I love them. It's like those snowballs that Hostess sells with That's the coconut. That's disgusting. They are. How is it that I'm like a hundred pounds heavier than Melissa? Yet I don't eat tasty cakes. That seems violently unfair. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I agree with that too violently unfair i'm a donut and i like those cookie bars that's what i got what about tasty cake pies now some of them the lemon tasty cake pie is my absolute favorite i've never had any of them really yeah i've never had any of them i'm a cupcake girl oh pies i don't pie oh they're like you like pies oh my god they're just a little taste of heaven hair pie they're nice (laughs) i don't know about that That's not a little taste of heaven. Wait, Sometimes wait, I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull Jessica. That's Hair from pie! Revenge of the Nerds. Hair that's, pie! <laughs> that's from Revenge of the Nerds, by the way. I got you. Yeah, no. Um, no, <laughs> no, I don't eat any of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't eat any of that stuff. But I did eat everything else in the house. Again, for me, snacking is just texture and how to keep my mouth moving. It was basically just, a binge. You did a binge. Because the talking wasn't enough. So we may as well eat all the things. I wasn't even aware that I was talking or I probably wouldn't have been Marco pornoing. Right. Yeah, sure. I, I wasn't aware. I was. I talked to myself. That's another thing. I talked to myself literally all day long. That's, all day long. Don't admit that in, no, in public. I, am I in public? It's just the three of us. It's just you the think? three of us talking yeah, right now. Yeah, it's the 300 of us, really, but okay. Right. 
I, I don't know what you're talking about. So all day long, sometimes I mask it with the dogs. I'll be like, hey, guys, oh can you God. believe the kids are coming home from school in an hour? I can't believe the day went so quickly. Or each of the dogs are looking at each other and saying, are we getting a treat? This is the saddest thing you've ever <laughs> said. What is she saying? I don't know. Just look at her and wag that stump so we get a treat. Did she say cookie? Did she say cookie? I think she said cookie. Hey, hey, hey. She said cookie. Did she say out, 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 cookie? Right. Yeah. No, none of those words. None of those words. But uh, yeah, and then sad, to myself. This is a sad side of you. But if I put on like a, a podcast or Netflix in the back while doing things, I talk less. So I've been doing that. I'm a talker. I'm a talker. I'm a talker. What you can know I that. say? You know that. I do know that. You know that somebody that's alone more than either either one of you two is me. I mean, I live alone. I work alone. I breathe alone. Breathe alone. Yeah. And I don't do any of that talking to myself. But I do find myself doing a lot of social media to see what everybody else is doing. Wait, you don't talk to your – being a man of solitary everything, you don't talk to yourself? Mm-mm. No, not really. So it could get to leaving the house and the first time you speak could be dinner time when you see somebody else. My first time of speaking during the day is when I pull up to the drive through and say, I'll have an extra large with two, three, two sweet and lows and cream, please. That's the first words out of my mouth every day. Although today – at least I you leave the house. I didn't have time, so I got my by that. Dunkin' Donuts thermos. I made a pot of coffee for the first time in like three months, and I brought it down here, and, and uh, I'm going through that. So, Is it the same? No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. I tried to make my own Starbucks iced tea for a while. For a couple of months, I did it, um, but, yo, it ain't the same. Well, the really... for me, it's the, it's the getting out. It's almost like- He okay. needs to leave. He's saying he has to leave yeah, the house. I work from home. So what I do is I get in my car, I go get coffee. It's like my commute. I go in my car, I get coffee, then I come back in, I sit down and start at work. I could just go in the kitchen, make myself a pot of coffee and get to work, but it's the whole getting outside and feeling real air and kind of doing that whole thing. I don't know. It's stupid. Real air. Yeah. I like the real air. The real air instead of the house air. The canned Actual, air. Actual. Actual canned air. Air. Exactly. It's exciting stuff. My fear is that when I leave the house, I'll have to talk to people. I think conversation with myself is so much better. So I put, I told you, I put those ear pods, there's uh, headphones in and I just walk around. If I have to go to the supermarket or Target, which also has Starbucks, um, I'm happy that nobody feels the need to talk to me because I've got headphones on. I don't know why everybody likes Starbucks. It is the grossest coffee. Um, it is terrible coffee. I, get I agree. Speech. I usually have to get like a million other things in it. Just so I mean, I, the fact that, vomit. all right, just tell me if I'm wrong. You're Starbucks wrong. Starbucks coffee is what it tastes like to me is if somebody ground up a car tire, put it in a filter, poured hot water through it, and put a little sugar in it. That's Starbucks coffee. It's very, very strong. Car tire strong. Yeah. It's very strong. I, it's not for me. I'm, a, I'm an iced tea girl, but um, I love their iced tea. So I, try, I went to them. I got their Tivana. I did the whole thing. I used their percolatory thing and, and their cold brew, and it's, it's not the same. Because I'm not willing to put that much sugar in something that I drink visibly, but if somebody does it for me, all right, ah, I'll have it. I got you. But I, I can't rationally put like the that in there. syrup oh, and the, yeah, I can't. I can't. Right. Fascinating. I there we go. All right. But I could chew anything. Okay. Now that we've totally bored <laughs> the audience for 15 minutes. Yeah, I know. They what drink the coffee. fuck are we talking about? No, they drink coffee and some are Dunkin' Donuts drinkers and some are <sighs> Starbucks drinkers. Would it uh, matter if I was bored? <laughs> yeah, you could step out. John and I could cover Stop. it today. No, that's not true. <laughs> step on out. No, I think John's saying he's bored. So what did you guys... All right, so we're actually... We record Monday morning at 10 o'clock, which is like the first thing 
this is actually the first time I really talk in the morning. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you watch last night? Did you watch the new American Idol on NBC? No. Or ABC. No. ABC. Mm-mm. Or did you, what did you, did you watch anything last night? I did not. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't talking to myself either. Homeland. Okay, oh, yeah. so, you, so you didn't watch the OJ, how he confessed to the murders last night. No. Hypothetically, air quotes. Well, she tricked him into it by... By saying, if I did it, this is how I did it. If I had done it. But he's got double jeopardy. He could say whatever the fuck he wants to now because he cannot be held responsible or tried twice for the same crime. So let it spill, buddy. Let's really hear how you did it. Well, last night he actually talked about, he actually told everybody how he did it, hypothetically. Because if you, you got to go back and watch because. it. Because That's if you okay. go back and watch it, he the lines blur and when he first starts saying hypothetical then all of a sudden he gets into it and then he starts you could tell he starts remembering yeah like i took the knife right i took the knife out of charlie's hand and i did this and then the guy got in a karate stance like he was going to no fight no way oh it is amazing and the fact no that effing way right, and i just and here's the thing all right so the reason we got this little gem, because it's been on the shelf for over 10 years now. She Fox got fired. had this. Yeah. The reason was because American Idol went from Fox to ABC, and Fox did not want ABC to get great ratings, so they put this up against American Idol. It's kind of genius. Oh, Just idiots. to pull the ratings away. It's kind of genius. It yeah. is genius, I- but I mean- Really? Stupid. You've had this for 10 years. You sat on it, and this is when you bring it out because you want to give shangle. ABC a big F you? No, I think that's yeah. – well, The it's Judith Regan, right? She's the one who did – She's the one that did it. She also was the, the one interview. that authored the first Howard Stern books. That's sad, man. Right. So Howard was talking mm. about it this morning, and she got oh, what fired. Did he say? I missed well, it. She got fired for doing that. He wrote, like, the book, If I Did It. Right. They didn't even put that out, and the Goldmans bought the rights I thought rights it was out. It. No, it – they destroyed the first whatever copies and the Goldman's got the rights to it because there's no way he should make a penny for what he did. And now this interview is really just is really just the ultimate confession after the fact where he can't be held res- allegedly can't can't be held responsible anymore for this horrible crime. And that's what Howard was saying this morning that he went on and it started with, well, if to. Yeah. And that's when this guy, Charlie, I don't even know who that is because I haven't seen it yet. He said. That's when I took the knife from Charlie and I knew I had to. Wait a minute. That phrase right there. I knew I had to. Dude, you just confessed. Like, not that it matters, but I just I I almost don't want to hear another word from him. And I almost want him to just get hit by a Mack truck and call it a day. Like, I can't knowing he's out there that he really admits to this now after putting our entire now was 12 years ago. But he's he's it was 1995. It was the interview. No. The confession was 2006, well, though. Right. But what he, the actual murders happened, I think it was 1995. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 23 okay. years ago. So Right. But, so the interview is what is what's making me like absolutely crazy. Right. Because yeah. what, what he did to our country at that time with the riots and the division, you don't think we have enough to divide this country that you need your bullshit murdering whatever to be out there on the front lines completely both racially and morally, dividing this country again? Come on, you asshat. Like, it just makes me crazy. 
Okay, so here's the thing that I think everybody's <sighs> overlooking. Who's Charlie? Because what he's telling you is there was another person there. An accomplice. Right. Who has not been charged. Or a murderer. And maybe that's, what if that's bullshit? Who can be charged as a conspirator. And I think I know who it is. I think it's OJ's son. Because who else would he protect? I think it's his son mm. that was there. And he you tried- think his son saw his father kill his mother and he's not already? Absolutely. I think he watched the whole thing and he Get got out, out of there. And, this, and the, that's why OJ has never said anything about it because he's protecting his son. That's just my theory. But I think that the, the, other, the oldest son was there. From his first done. marriage. From his first marriage. And that's Charlie. I've only seen his daughter. So it's, it's a really, I mean, for me to watch that, I was just, my, my mouth was, I'm like, all right, that was the time I was talking to myself. I'm like, I can't believe this guy is actually telling everybody that he killed him. No, you were talking to the TV. Okay, I was talking to the TV. That's even worse. <laughs> You're talking to what you think are people and expecting them to talk back. I know I'm talking well, to myself. when I start talking to the bagels. That's when it's time to come over here and throw a net over me and take me to the place where they... First of all, it's bagel. It's bagel. Bagels. Bagel. Bagel. Bagels. And you don't eat those anymore anyway, so shush. I know. I have a whole bag of them upstairs mocking me. Throw them out, dude. Throw all of it out. I guess I will. As soon as they turn green, I will, probably. Uh, Hey, do you want to know something? Oh, it's ridiculous. I'm not even going to tell you about it. Dunkin' Donuts got a... All right, let me ask you this question first. Let me preface this, first of all. What do you think is the most popular bagel? Plain. Sesame. All right. What would be the second? Onion. Raisin. Everything. Uh, okay. No. So you just named, I'll say, let's say you just named the all top All the bagels. Five. We just named all the bagels. <laughs> all right. Dunkin' Donuts d- did away with the onion bagel, which is my favorite bagel. That's my favorite, too. Can you get in everything in hopes of just sucking on those onions? Well, well you're the- not getting them. Actually, the onion is my favorite, too, and I'm very unhappy to hear this. Yeah, they did Why away they with them. Why would they do that? I have no idea because I know I went up there the other day, and I <gasps> went to get an onion bagel with a – well, what I did was like they have a new they have a new sandwich out, which is an onion bagel with two, two things of sausage and an egg and cheese. It's like a double sausage, egg, and cheese on a bagel, and I always get mine on an onion bagel. And I said, I'll have it on an onion bagel, and they went – Sorry, we don't have onion bagels. And I went, ever? And they went, no, we did away with them. I'm like, how dare you? Yeah, that's a, that's a Shonda. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a Shonda yeah, is? No a idea. Shame. It's a shame. Okay. It's a horror. There we a go. A horror. It is a horror. It is. I agree. It's terrible. We it, love those. Right. It's not as bad as killing your wife and her boyfriend with a knife. With your son watching? <laughs> with your Wait. son watching. Yeah. If that was him. Allegedly. Well, John knows it to be true. I don't know it, but I mean, if you watch the interview, you can see where he's like saying, Hypoth- hypothetically, if I did that, hypothetically, and then all of a sudden he just starts remembering. Right. All of a, Yeah. All of a sudden it starts flowing like, yeah, like and you can tell. Harry Potter thing. Yeah. He's not telling a story anymore. He's thinking about what happened and how like that happened. Like he fell in the remember all from Harry Potter. He takes that silver memory and it all I, of a sudden Don't you guys think it. you're... you're, um, you're you're taking a lot of liberties with what's actually happening there. We don't know. Because don't he's really not a murderer? Know. Because he didn't get away with murder? Okay. He said, yeah, I took off my glove. I don't know. I took off my glove. Wait, what? Yeah, and then she goes, what? And he goes, well, allegedly, I mean, uh, hypothetically, I took off my I must glove. Have. Oh, and now that it's because I they found a glove. And the reason I know that is because they found a glove at the scene. 
Yeah, I took off my How's glove. My OJ? Oh, That's you? actually my OJ. I must have. It is pretty good. It is pretty good. I think I might use that tonight on my mm-hmm. podcast. I think mm-hmm. OJ's making mm-hmm. an appearance on my podcast tonight. Oh, OJ. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if we could interview him? Well, I had my so theory. Amazing. Well, he'll get his, right? And then after the murder, he tried to, at gunpoint, take back his paraphernalia that he had to sell for money. And Well, I did go to jail for a few years. Right, so he wound up in jail. A lot of he wound up in jail, and I'm like, okay, wait, what do you mean he's getting out? Now I kind of feel like you just confessed again to, you know what? Maybe he'll get his again. I don't think he's smart enough to stay out of jail. I really just don't. I I think he's going to step in it again. Okay, so and I love throwing shit. I mean, how stupid is that? All right, so do you want me to actually? uh, Here's something crazy. I could probably make you feel sorry for O.J. Simpson. Doubt it. Go ahead. So you know that there's a whole thing about the NFL and concussion protocol. And when these players played, back in the day, they used to play through concussions and everything. And they get that thing in their brain, which is... Oh, he has a brain cloud? So he has... Like Joe versus the volcano? It's I forget what it's called. It's like three letters, like A-I-C or whatever it's called. And there's... D-U-M? I think he has that. And all the symptoms that he described the rage and the nice guy and all is from that. So when he actually dies and they do an autopsy on his brain, I guarantee he has that. And I guarantee that's one of the major factors of why he ended up killing her and, and Ron Goldman, because honestly, I feel that because he has brain damage, he has brain damage. And this is, and what happens is from that brain damage, he doesn't have impulse control. But you didn't mean that I would feel sorry for him. He killed two people viciously with his size and his well, you're really anger. A, you're really a black and white kind of thinker, aren't you? Hey, I now. guess when it comes to murder. And murder? When it comes to, yeah, murder's a big one for me. Although I'm did, a gray area kind of gal, no matter what's with, happening. So am I swaying you, Jessica? Murder? Are you feeling a little bit sorry for OJ because he has this in his brain? And this is probably one of the reasons why he killed his ex-wife and, that, and Ron Goldman? No, because only morons play football. <laughs> that's the I'm reason okay. i'm joking no um no i just like to play devil's advocate i mean i think he probably did do it but um i think people just don't want to believe it because he always seems so nice and this he, does explain that but it's like kind of sad but also um, he seems so nice the man couldn't put together a fucking sentence he was handsome that's what you mean to say he had the look of somebody who was so nice but he but he couldn't put together a sentence. I mean, he... I was too young verbs, to think he was handsome. But. Nouns and verbs and adjectives and adverbs were total well, mystery someone to him. someone either Mike Tyson and he bit off someone's ear and beat his wife. People still like him. Who? He was awesome in The Hangover. Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. But who still likes him? Like, who thinks that he's, hey, who let's doesn't? hang with Mike Tyson because he's... All right, a- I wouldn't say hang. That's a good point. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm just playing devil's advocate for the shits and giggles of it. I think he talks to himself, too. I think he and I have more in common than I'm willing to admit. <laughs> OJ or Mike Tyson? Um, I'm going to say Tyson. Okay. I just don't want to, you know what? OJ is a hot topic with people. and I just found I, out I have more in common with Mike Tyson. He's I'm not a, been convicted. Oh, in my head he has. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure he has. But how come Judge Ito didn't convict him? Stop it. There's so much evidence, overwhelming Ito. evidence. How come? How come? I think it was mishandled. They fucked up the case. They, they just, it was... It was poorly tried, and Ito might not have had a choice. 90% of the people involved are dead. Oh, the judge was a moron. I forgot about the judge being a moron. Right. 
Right. Yeah, there's that. Half those people are dead anyway. I say we do it again. Fuck double jeopardy. I say we take this confession and we That's do it, it just, again. Why don't we just rip the Constitution up? There we go. Fuck double jeopardy. <laughs> Fuck double jeopardy. That's what I say. Fuck double jeopardy. Fuck double jeopardy. Thank I say God there's a Constitution. Dun, dun. This is a mob rule. <laughs> Melissa rule. Right. Exactly. I found this awesome article. Bizarre statistics about sex and relationships. And I just wanted to go over them and see if you guys knew them or think they're true. Okay. <clears throat> Ready? Sure. And if you had a chance to read them, that's fine. But Mm-mm. number 25, after hearing music, women are more attracted to men. A University of Vienna study showed that women rated photos of men as more attractive and were about 10% more likely to say they date them if they had heard music 25 seconds, 25 seconds of music earlier. You don't even need to read the description. Of course, women are in their head. Women are emotional yeah. and in your head and men are completely physical. Does this person turn me on? You don't even need to read anything more than hearing music. Yeah, that's emotions. That's well, in your I head. Well, I think you I'm do in. though, because if you heard like, I mean, I, th- I would think it would matter what kind of music. Well, they didn't. Obviously, they didn't go into that. But yeah, they, but but music they didn't. Is- but they did. Several types of music were tried. Highly stimulating and complex music had the most powerful effect. So is that Bach or is that like the thong song? You think? P.S. It's definitely not the thong song. That is not highly stimulating thong, thong, in thong, any thong. way. You know, I'm so old. I don't even know what the thong song is. And I'm ashamed of myself. Yes, you do. Don't be ashamed. I have no idea what the thong be song proud. is. Be proud. Be proud. You know what's funny? Do you- Okay, so I, we, we, me and Jessica have a, a mutual acquaintance in the podcasting world. Her name's Emily Prokop. And one of her favorite songs Emily of Peck all time. Emily Peck Prokop. One yeah. of her favorite songs of all time is Africa by Toto. I love that song. I and love fact, we used everybody to have another loves acapella that song. song. We used to have another acapella group in Delaware that would do that song, and it was a mom. Shooby dooby 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 dooby. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> what happens is now everybody, when we find a, another version of that song, of Africa, we you know we share it among ourselves, and I just saw one over the weekend where a guy did it as like a rock version, like a you know where that kind of version, and I thought it was amazing too. So, but you know it's the same thing as whatever I was just talking about that I just lost it in my mind. I forget what. So I was music even... definitely we there internalize we everything, and that's why women are definitely moved by music and sex. And that's why men aren't, because they can't remember 25 seconds after they've listened to something. Correct. They just need to see a big tit. So right. if you would like to Marco Porno a with nipple. Jessica, you're fine. Yes. Right. <laughs> a nipple. If we see a nipple, we immediately take notice. You're in. <laughs> I don't understand what the problem is with a nipple. Why is that such a problem? Like, I don't have a problem I with saw it. a thing on Instagram. You're not allowed to Who put any kind of- Who has a problem with nipples? Instagram, Facebook, anybody. It's like, so in other words, you could take your top off, okay? Okay. No, I'm just saying. Not now. Oh, <laughs> put your- no, that's- Stop, <laughs> Melissa. Stop. Stop. Am I titillating on. you? Yes, you are right now. So anyhow, uh-huh. so you could take a picture without a, a girl topless, all right? And then after you take the picture, you can go into your emojis and you can take two smiley faces and put it over the nipple- Yep. Okay. And, it's fine. and then you put it on Instagram and it's fine. That's it's amazing. Fine. Yep. You got but it. But right. the nipple, that's the thing. But men could post their nipples. Men post their nipples. Yep. It doesn't see that, that doesn't time. do anything for women. There's not one woman that says, ooh. But if you play music, nice nipples. if you play music behind the nipples, we're in. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Number 25. Number 24. 
One in three millennials say the first thing they do after sex is grab their phones. But 28% admit they really want to check it during sex. And 12% say they do check it during sex. Get the hell out of here. Are you... Could you imagine... No, <laughs> I can't even imagine. As this, but here's what I'll say: first thing I do is check my phone after. Really? I have, I have never. Yes, almost. You well, think something I happened in I that two minutes? Phone. That you two need minutes? To- <laughs> first of all, it's not two minutes. How dare you, sir? Nipple. It's been a while. So, first of all, I don't think that's a millennial thing. I also recently. Oh, it's totally millennial. I also just recently learned I'm only two years away from being a millennial. Anyway. Really? So you're really on the top end of that. My sister is a millennial, but I'm not. That's how close I am. Okay. Secondly, I have never wanted to check my phone during sex. Well, no, never. (laughs) I mean, if it rings, I have been concerned. During sex, but you know, I was dealing with. Crisis. But they're not talking about ringing phones. They're talking about checking someone's looking. Facebook status or looking on Instagram and see. Well, obviously not Facebook I if know. you're a millennial, but Instagram and Snapchat and who posted what and <laughs> nipple. Now I will reveal this about my daughter only because I find it interesting. In her, you know, she had boyfriends, you know, up until the end or whatever and she did tell me one time she did ask my advice on how to deal with she said there were several times where she you know the person was behind her and she would look and he would be looking at his phone porn (gasps) on his phone oh porn that's a different story why couldn't they share the porn different story it is why couldn't they share the porn no that's bullshit. Why couldn't they share the porn why couldn't they put it in front of her his phone why couldn't he put the phone on the bed in front of her because so they could both see was, it. That's not what he Because he didn't do. care. It was just on his phone. Well, a, well, they were 18, 19 years old. I mean, come on. Oh, come young. on, ladies. But like, have you ever. No man has ever given you a photo of like Farrah Fawcett and said, hold this up. No one? Never? No. No. I mean, I have had. <laughs> Are you high? People who wanted to watch porn during, but it's on the television, not your damn phone. Like, it could be on she your didn't phone. Know anything about it? She would uh. turn around, and there he'd be, like this. Oh my god! What an gosh. insult! Yeah, that's not right. If they were watching it together, that's great. If he's watching it's not it, like literally, my daughter is. I'd like to know the motherly advice you gave her. I said I would not like that. Tell him if you see him do it again, not to, to put it down, not to do it again, or stop doing it until he puts it away. Or why can't we watch this together? Why? Why is this something that you've got? Be- honestly, because she was eighteen, I wouldn't have thought to tell her that. I don't think you tell your daughter. Let's share this experience with one another. Like I was just like, if you don't like it, tell him to put it away. I don't want to talk about what's happening to her from behind in the first place. That's yeah. why. It's nice that you want to tell her that. You could tell her, let's share it together. I'm her mother. Tell him to put it the fuck away and pay attention to your ass. That's what I told her to do. <laughs> you know? Had <laughs> a girl. That's right. So it's a whole generation of, of men yes. that are being raised that because you've had so much access to porn and women who right. will really don't, real people put don't do that. We ha- or, yeah. Right. So what do girls now do or say to even keep the attention off of the device like to even to even excite someone enough to not have them want to put porn on behind your on your back not to mention behind your back right um it's 
first of all, it's fucking disgusting that they can't be, I guess, excited enough by a slamming 18-year-old girl. Can I just be honest? The first thing I thought was she must not be very interesting in that department or he would not want to do that. I don't think that's it. How would you know? How would we know? She was traumatized as a young girl. We have no idea what she was like. I think if she just sat there and did nothing, she'd still be a hot 18-year-old girl. And the fact that these boys have seen so much porn and they're so desensitized that if you're not spinning around with glowy lights, they're out. I don't want to make generalizations about all boys because let me remind you of something else. Shortly after that, she decided she was gay. I don't blame her. I don't care. So maybe she was. But it's not her. But it's not her. It's him. It's him not being able to say, does this feel good? Is this like, do you like He's it? 18. Has anyone ever said that to you under the age of 25? But yes. But at 18. No. Yes. Absolutely. Bull. And I was mortified. But yes, he totally did. Yes. <laughs> but the that- only time that may have happened to me when I was 19 is when I had sex with a 28-year-old man. That's when. That's the only time. No way did somebody that age say, does this feel good? Can we share this experience? You're 40. Try and remember what it was like when you were 19. Not, that's not what you asked. Can we share this experience? That's nothing. But but yeah, definitely somebody <laughs> has said, do you like this? Does that feel good? Or or if you, no! or if you, or if you see someone's face no. in this cringe and like, is it over? Like, you know what? You're with someone. You're not with yourself like you normally are while watching porn. Put your fucking porn down and be here for God's sakes. I, I think at that age, you fumble until something happens or long enough for something for you to know nothing's going to happen. You're just fumbling around, hoping to something works. Well, you figured out how to work your fucking phone. So, so what? what, what did I you, mean, that's different. Why did you just cover your mouth? You're right. I snorted. I just realized I sniffed. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> You've been sniffing the whole time. I don't know why. That... I know. I'm still running. I have a running. Well, you day. have a cold. It's a different story. You have a cold. I know. But now I'm very conscious of it because you're like, I'm the sniff remover. That's hey, my job. Sniff let's get back to millennials who need porn to score with an 18-year-old girl. Let's get back to the fact that porn has played I'm such a role. I'm proud of them. It's so and easy And I'm not to trying get. to blame her. I just yeah. think it's interesting that that 12% do check their phone. What? 12 out of 100 people are checking their phone while they're doing it, males and females. It doesn't say just dudes. That doesn't really surprise me. It's the porn while while being that young that makes me want Everything is boring. I don't know. Then you're doing it wrong. And porn is not helping you. It's making it worse. Here's a statistic that's going to make you crap your pants, both of you. Ready? Uh According to a survey... 47% of females and 50% of males have sent someone a nude photo. According to a survey, 47% of females and 50% of males have sent nude photos before. What was the demographic polled? That doesn't surprise me at all. I don't know. Doesn't surprise me either. Yeah, it doesn't surprise (laughs) me. I know. It's true. Uh, Actually, the thing that shocks me is it's so low. Yeah, I'm I'm also curious curious at the demographic. Yeah, I would think it'd be more, especially nowadays. Uh, the next one is really interesting. 60% of marriages, if they get married at 18, end up in divorce. However, only 30% of marriages um, fail if you get married over the age of 23, which I believe for sure. I mean, it's not, but still, I mean, 30% if you're over 23 gives you a, a fair shot. I'd like right. to see how much it is if you get married over the age of 25 or 30. Because 25, I think, is the age where we become 
normal thinking adults. And figure out what it is that you want and that you're not motivated by the guy who makes your genitals sing. Like there's more of a, there's more of an intellectual factor. Like maybe, you know, not just music was playing. Nipple. They have to sing and dance. With nipples. Right, exactly. (laughs) Next. Okay, listen to this. A study found that watching and discussing romantic movies that deal with relationship highs and lows can cut divorce rates in half and is as effective as going to marriage counseling. It also has the benefit of being accessible and affordable. So this is suggesting that if you watch Indecent Proposal or Couples Retreat, that it will be just as good as, if not better, than going to a marital therapist and can reduce your divorce rate in half. Now, I look at chick flicks and I'm just like, how how many do I watch with Scott? Like, I have seen Couples Retreat with him several times, but like, I don't know that I watched too many. Well, I believe that because marriage therapy is bullshit. I don't think marriage therapy is bullshit, by the way. Um, what are some chick flicks? Let's look. Hold on. So let's take our intimate details into some stranger and tell them. And then they ask us the question, well, how does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel like shit because I'm here. If it didn't make me feel like shit, I wouldn't be here. Many of these I've seen with him. Okay, so here's a list. You guys say yes. Or, you say yes or no that you've watched this with Stuart. Ready? Notting Hill. Yes. I think so. The Notebook. No. I've never seen that. I've seen it. I don't think Stuart has. Home Again. It's a new Reese Witherspoon. No. No. Mean Girls. Of course. Yes. Bridesmaids. A thousand times. Yes. A Walk to Remember with Keanu. I hate Keanu. No, that's not Keanu. That's that's Mandy Moore and uh, Shane West. She's dying. No, I can't watch that. No. Legally Blonde. A thousand times. Yes. Dirty Dancing. A thousand million times. I've seen it a million times, but not with Scott. Couples Retreat. Yes. Yes. Ten Things I Hate About You. Yes. I don't remember. Easy A. Yes. See, John, here's the thing. You have kids. When you tell them to do something or tell them something is a certain way, they're like, yeah, yeah, fuck you. You don't know anything. But if they hear it from somewhere else, it has a thousand percent more credibility than when you told them. So if you're going to go and sit in with a therapist who is supposed to be unbiased, be neutral, and you both share your story and your wife has told you a thousand times, is it so hard to pick up your fucking underpants and put them in the laundry or two <laughs> feet over in the fucking basket if you know that makes me crazy i might be wrong for being crazy but just fucking do it and you're like yeah you're overreacting blah 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 and a therapist says to you you know what john would really help this situation if when you do come in the house if you thought about the things that made her fucking crazy and just did that and then he she turns to your wife and says you know what maybe it's not such a big deal that underwear's on the floor if you just have him start doing his own laundry and blah there are are hearing it from an, an outside person has for some reason just has more credibility than the whiny bitch who constantly tells you what the fuck to do. Okay, but which is why I'm an advocate of therapy. I, well, I noticed that. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I I hit a nerve with Melissa when I talk about therapy. No, Stuart and I don't go to therapy. Obviously. I wouldn't. I wouldn't object to it, but I would love to. Well, go. you don't need it, so that's fantastic, and I I'm so happy that you don't need it. We're cuspy. We're cuspy. We could everything. Everybody could benefit. But somebody who has been through couples therapy and has sat there, it's a big two-on-one with the woman therapist and your wife. And then when you you express your concerns, it's like no big deal. Well, it's a big fucking deal to me. 
Okay, that's why I'm sitting here. That's why I'm paying you seventy five dollars an hour to listen to our shit. And first of all, I think that the whole thing is, you know, okay. You're worried about my underwear. How about take not taking the credit cards and running up with a credit card debt three times? How about that? Think maybe we could stop doing that. But I digress. <laughs> Therapy's fantastic. So- Go ahead. But therapy is also something where every therapist is not for everyone. You probably needed to find another therapist because yours was uh, not a very positive experience. But you might, I'll tell you this, my mother went to see a therapist in our youth, um, in our youth, and she went to like 11 of them until she found one that said to her, oh my God, how do you deal with this? Poor you, you are the victim here. But there were like seven, eight, nine of them before she got the answer she wanted to hear. And then she put all of our college funds right in his bank account to have keep going back to have him say, you are right, you are right. I can't believe your family treats you this way. You are right. So it's out mm. there. You just have to find the right therapist who will make you So you, you want feel- to find a yes person. That That's great. I, That's fair. Or no, someone no, who could also no. give you uh, strategies. No. You want tools and strategies and someone who gets you. You don't want somebody who only gets your ex-wife at this point. Well, right. Exactly. That's right. I've been, um, I went once with my ex-husband and he. Thousands of dollars I dumped into therapy to get a divorce. How much that cost? I mean. I want it back. You shouldn't have done that. But like I went one time and he lied in the entire session. Like everything I said, he was like, that never happened. That doesn't happen. Then we left. He was like, I can't believe you told her this or that. And I was like, that's what you're there for. You dumb. Well, you're supposed to be honest or you can't. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not telling her. I'm not going to agree with any of those things. And I was like, great. Then we'll get a divorce. And that's what happened. Do you understand the concept of therapy? Do you understand what this is? He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. That's why he he would rather lie, which is why I was getting a divorce. So anyway, um, with Scott, I was so burnt from that experience that like I told him I'm not going to marry anybody unless we go to a year of counseling. And so we did. We did a year of marital counseling before we got married, just to make sure we were on the same page about everything. That's a good He's idea. He's a saint. It was. He is a saint. Man, you have no idea. He's you have a no good idea. Boy. Right. You have no idea. You have no idea what he did. Three months into dating me, I had to start taking this course for how to parent a spirited child, a difficult child, my son, my other son. Yeah. And, you know, he, he had been kicked out of three daycares in two weeks, and he was just like a rambunctious nightmare kind of and i was like i have to take this course and this is what's been suggested by the psychiatrist and he was like great i'll take it with you oh three months in he took the course with me showed up with a notebook and filled it full of notes the entire time a boy he's a keeper he is a saint he's a saint he's a definite keeper i know he really is <sighs> anyway okay next one because john would have been in the car and you would have saw you to see was taillights and dust <laughs> Bullshit. I think if you loved someone, you would have... I know you well enough three to months? bullshit. Three months? I don't, I don't think I could love anybody that much in three months to go through therapy. And you loved her children, and you were 30, not 50. Uh, I was it. 30 when all this sh- crap was going on. I, w- I, I did that, okay? Because when you're 30, there are women... See? You did do it! I knew you would what? do it. You did do it. Ran. Ran like, some, like somebody was chasing me with a knife, is what I did. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Was it OJ? No. Was not OJ chasing me with a knife. <laughs> okay. Next. Go ahead. 12 minutes is the average duration of a sexual episode between American couples. Is that with her making the sandwich afterwards? 
I like when he makes the sandwich. <laughs> I say that just to watch the look on your faces when I say it. <laughs> look at Melissa. I think it's Melissa. funny. <laughs> I like I like when he gets the snacks after. I don't want to get the snacks. Stuart's not eating any carbs. It would be a salad, but okay, sure. Go ahead. Ew, you can't have salad after sex. That's just wrong. You have to have a sandwich. No, you I'm have to have teasing. a sandwich or like a a piece of cheesecake or something. You can't just eat Cheesecake's a always good. Not if you're carb-free. I guess he'll have a fruit bowl. Ew. That's I, actually... That's I agree. Thing. Fruit bowl's carbs. Fruit after sex is good. Sandwich after sex is okay. Salad after sex, just get a divorce right now. Right. It's not sexy at all. I've completely turned her off. Look at, <laughs> look at Melissa. Um, 12 minutes seemed short to me, though. I just wanted to see what you guys thought about 12 minutes. That seems kind of short. You sh- I thought it was 20. Didn't you say 20 or 12? 12. That does seem a little short. I mean, it depends on what, when, where. It depends on if this is a home game or That's an away the game. the average, though. The majority. It doesn't From- have to depend. Think of the majority. My majority is like 30 minutes. The majority of times, you mean? Your average? Yeah, is that the word yeah, you're looking yes. for? My average is like, I think, anywhere 20 to 30, I would say. I think I'm going to have to um, take a poll. I think I'm going to have to go a month and then give you answers. I'm going to have to. Really? You have no idea. You don't look at the clock before and after. I don't look at the clock. And if I look at the clock, it's exactly oh God, 12 I'm minutes. Obsessed with time. <laughs> I must be obsessed with time because I know exactly what time it starts and I know exactly what time it stops. And I'm not keeping a score. I just know. Yeah, I, I just I, know what time everything is all the time. It depends. I think, what time is it? Is Isaac going to walk in here? How much time do we have before he walks in here? Wait, oh, good. We have time. Wait, it depends. Did I take Ambien? Because <laughs> <laughs> if I did, it could be three weeks. <laughs> I don't know. You right. know, it's so funny. You just made me realize but when you have young kids, it's all, it's never more than 12 minutes. It's not even more than five it is, Because though. it's like you're but so worried. But I have worried. to make sure it's the second he's been to bed. If we, if we are going to try and do that, it, I mean, he stays in bed like four hours. So we can't piddle around. There's no piddling. It has to be like, he's asleep. Take your pants off. Okay, we have exactly this much time. And what if it doesn't, you know, you have to leave room for mishap or mishap. whatever. So Just, it's like, I, you know. We have an entire you know. episode on the fact that Mallory cock blocked us, like that we snuck away for like a six minute. Let's see what we could get done in the time we have and then wiggle six wiggle minutes. of the door. So like we we steal what we can when we can. So 12 minutes sounds rational to me if in this. Yeah. In this quick. You're in a different. Except for state. when the kids go to camp. I'm sure it's probably. Oh, summertime is very different. Summertime. Summertime. It's like time. three hours. Summertime. They go to. It could last forever. Hedonism. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. We <laughs> They're in their own personal hedonism. Swing in at clubs. We invite others to come and swing with us. Mm-hmm. We'll be out Don't in the hammock. Me. Don't invite me. We'll be out in the hammock. Who knows what'll happen there? Yeah. Yeah. But um Nipple. Yeah, that just seemed short to me. Wow, that but, sounds amazing. Well, this is no shock. A survey distributed by Stanford found that habitual marijuana users were having 20% more sex than non-users. That throws in my ambient theory. The study, which was adjusted for various demographics, found more sex was being had by users than people who abstained regardless of the fact that marijuana is thought to cause lower sperm rate and increase libido. It's inconclusive whether or not there's a casual link. So you just named two totally different things. We're not talking about making babies. We're talking about wanting to get some um, lower inhibition. I believe twenty percent during while they're high. Absolutely, sure thing. No question. Check check plus. Um, next one. Only one in six people over eighty said 
they felt they had enough sex in their lifetime. I agree with that. That's sad, though. Well, that brings up our, do you regret, what are your regrets when it comes to people sleeping with or not sleeping with? Like, do you have... I never regret sleeping with people. Right, so I it's... Do, well, that can't be true. Hold on. <laughs> There's too many. Way! Hold on. Uh... <laughs> I must regret some of them. What I actually regret is not the experience, but my frame of mind to, that created the experience. I can't say that I regret the sex necessarily. Right, but you regret at times not having slept with some people. Like, oh, I no, totally should have I've done never that. not done that. Oh, no, because I'm a I don't whore. think I've ever said no, ever. Okay, well, I have said no, um, and then I have regret. John's face is like, oh, she's a whore. Great. <laughs> Like, yeah, I could see getting to 80 and being like, uh, shoulda, woulda, coulda, but didn't. Mm. Um, but I haven't actually regretted it then. Now I couldn't give a shit. But Except that Dulé Hill when he was in town, when we went to see him in town. You were married. Teasing. Nipple. I'm teasing. I mean, I think when I'm 80, I'll want it again. But there's also a period. I mean, I think I wonder if like what they're saying is when you're 80, you wish you had done it more when you were 40. Or are they saying, I'd like to still do it now every day, even though everything could break at a moment's notice? And nobody will touch me because I'm disgusting. And yeah. Yeah, we can't. Which is it? We're going to need to contact the survey people on several of these things. So what's next? Because like, I don't necessarily, I'm 43. I don't necessarily look back at my life and say, I wish I had more sex. I feel like I've had an adequate amount at this point. I'm not saying I wouldn't want it more often, but I, I wouldn't die tomorrow feeling like I hadn't done it enough. Deathbed but when confession. I'm 60, that could be different. You could peter out between now and 60. I mean, right. I could. For those over 65, the only reason they would stop having it is lack of opportunity. That, if that happens, then yeah, I'll feel that way at 80. Because that'll be 15 years of, is anyone going to go down my pants or what? Or do I have to keep doing this on my own? It's getting lonely. Yeah. I, I, you already know I talk to myself. I don't need to do everything. And then by here's myself. a question. Then here's a question. Like, is that also implying that those people wish they would have just had it at any time, anywhere with anyone married or no? Oh. Or are they wishing they would have just done it more with their spouse? Like, what exactly is the can't know? We can't know the wish there. But I'm asking your we can't I'm know. asking your opinions. Well, I don't know. When I hit 60. How old were they when they were asked this question? Over 80? 80. 80. I just think they're like, they're, they just answered. And then the next thought in their head was, I was wondering if we're having jello for lunch. Yeah, that's it. You got me Ah, in a, ah. in a hot second here. I remember back in the day that I, Jane Fonda's I used to be quite the coxman. I had, I was a ladies man back in the day. According to a 2017 survey, only 32% of American adults plan to have sex on Valentine's Day. That's sad. Isn't that the fucking holiday? It's the love holiday. Except for that one experience John told us about where he made the surf and turf and she walked in and said, go fuck yourself. And he's like, wait, what? Exactly. Yeah. I'm very, I'm a, you know what it is? I'm tainted. My life, I'm 56 years old, and, and, and my bitter life experience has made me tainted on everything. You're just bitter. I'm a bitter, bitter old man. How old were you when you got married? But you didn't get married. I was 36 years so old. I was 36, you... 35 or 30. So what happened between 18 and 36? You didn't get your fill in there? I'm not saying, listen, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story there. I don't know what you want what me to say. Story? I didn't do bad. I, I was very happy with everything All right, that was going on that's what on I there. thought. 
I was Great. like, you know what? It's 35. It's time to get married. And I went and looked for a wife like you look for a used car. Okay, but if it was over tomorrow, would you look back and say, I wish I'd had it more? No. See? I'm fine with it. But you're not 80 yet either. All Listen, right. I'll tell you right now, I'm 56 and... I got choices. I, if I if it was between <laughs> having sex and doing something else, I'd have to say, well, what's the other thing now? Because to be if honest, if it were with between you, sex and a good onion bagel, a good onion bagel, the kind <laughs> good with onion the, bagel the and crispy sex? on the outside and real fluffy oh, on the inside, and soft warm. and gooey on the inside, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Sometimes that he is could a have toss-up. he could have sex with a warm onion bagel. <laughs> so. That's not that's not my thing. Bum I'm saying if it's at your thing, there's a problem. Um, okay, next one. Next one. People who are financially dependent on their spouses are more likely to cheat. 5% for women and 15% that men will. Ugh. What do you guys think of that? I think I'm financially dependent on my husband right now, and there's no fucking way I would cheat. So I don't even... I feel that way, too. I don't know no how to way. touch that. My seeking nope. else has something nothing to do with has that. nothing to... Yeah, I don't think that's – I think they asked a question, and that's not the issue. I think you cheat on your spouse when you're done with your spouse, like when you don't have any more feelings for that spouse. I think that's when the cheating starts. Yeah. This one says, as relationships mature, sexual activity increases over time. Sex is more often in couples who have been married longer after the downfall following the honeymoon phase. So in other words, it goes up, then down, then up, 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 up. What do you guys well, think of that? What about the story, and maybe you guys can, because you guys have been married for a lot longer. Put a penny in a jar. Right. For the first year. Every time you have sex, you put a penny in the jar. And then after that, you take the penny out and you never empty the jar. What? Say. All right. So you have a jar and you have, and you put a penny in the jar for every time you have sex in the first year of your marriage. And then every time you have sex after that, you take a penny out of the jar. And they after say the you'll never year. empty the jar. That is not true, I don't think. Well, it depends on how long you're married. If if you OJ your spouse uh, seven years into marriage, you're good. Right. Fair enough. You're good. It's probably true. Probably true. Um, what else you got? I never heard that, but that's interesting. Okay. Okay, Cupid asked people what their deal breakers are, and 74% of people said they would never date someone who supports Donald Trump. Really? That comforts well, 11%, me? Yes. That, that comforts me, but... That's now, you know, I don't know. Just tells me there's I not that many conservative women on OKCupid that most of them are liberals, but go ahead. No, men are on there too. Men are on there so too. So a man. That's their deal breaker. Uh, for men too? Men don't give a shit they, about that. Uh, what do they give well, a shit about, Melissa? they ask this specific question. They ask yes, they do. nipples. Exactly. They ask this specific question though. They didn't say what bothers you. Trump bothers me. They said this specific question. Is it a deal breaker if? No, they didn't. They said, what are your deal breakers? Right. And they usually give and you like people list them. Four. And that was one of them. And actually, I can see that because I don't think I could consciously go out on a date with someone who's just like Trump all the way. Yeah, I definitely I could die. not show my nipples to somebody who supported Trump. I'd no have to see what way. she looked like. Listen, if she looked like Melania Trump. Yeah, go ahead. I wouldn't care if she liked. You wouldn't. I wouldn't care if she liked uh, who, who do we, who's we despise. Anyone. Tiffany Trump. Kim Jong Un. There you go. I yeah. wouldn't care if she liked. You wouldn't. No. If she's hot, what do I care? Who she likes? Okay. So you're All saying right. you don't want to date her, which is what the people on that website want. That you just want to nail her. You're it's more of a Tinder thing. Yeah, I would date her to nail her. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know if I'd that. marry her. There's the there's the thing. 
There's the predicament. This whole thing is making um, me nauseous right now. So what's next? Really? <laughs> keep <Okay>. it moving. <laughs> Nipple. What's, keep it why? moving. Wait, what's making you nauseous? The idea of I date her to nail her. Like, ah, moving right along. Excuse me. After That's all the stuff. That's what men do that, yeah, exactly. sometimes. Uh, you know what it cracks me up to is that women and think I, that if you're a keeper, they make you wait longer. That that's you know that's a thing because guys will hang out to find out what it's like before they make their decision. We've already talked about this we have. and why we have done that. I, I told mean, you about my short-term memory. We have no, but we talked that. about this last time. The guy who told me I would have um, liked you more if you didn't put I out immediately. Liked, yeah, I would have thought you were a girlfriend material if you hadn't put out on the first date. I don't believe that either. But okay, I mean, some guys I guess they okay. do, but it was never a thing for me. Yeah. Um, a study at UCLA found 84% of women are pleased with their partner's penis size, while only 13% of penises are bigger than six inches. Seven out of eight women think that's fine. <laughs> All right. I mean, I have no, it's not, no comment. I have no it's comment. It's in the way that you use it. Was that an Eric Clapton song? It's in the way that you use it's it. It's in the way that <laughs> you use it. Yeah. Big fan. First of all, six inches is plenty. That's another drop right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Six inches is plenty. You better not is be it sleeping. not? Am I incorrect? What I, do they say? Anything more than a handful's a waste? I think that's, that's a... Pl- applies as well. I think waste. that's a tit discussion, but okay. I know, but it's also a penis discussion because okay. anything more than a handful is... What are you going to do with it? I think it's anything more than a mouthful, but um, is a problem, so... Anything more than a mouthful is... It, I think it's personal preference. You have size queens out there. Going to choke you to death. <laughs> you do have size queens out there. <laughs> choke you to death. <laughs> A survey of four, 47,000 people shows 30% of Tinder users are married. Jesus, really? Ouch. That's, yeah, I know. That's ridiculous. Honey, I'm working late in the city tonight. Are you? Are you really? Yeah, sad. Another study has found that teen couples spend more time texting than together in person. I fully believe that. Oh, of course they That's do. That's absolutely true. Well, how could, half the time they can't even get together if they wanted to because they're... Well, right. It's practically right. between all of their commitments Impossible. and time and driving and all that shit. They can't even do it. Exactly. Listen to this one. I love this one. Nipple. Couples that share housework have sex more often. The gender-neutral division of labor in the home can increase frequency and satisfaction. Additionally, couples that don't divide chores based on traditional man and woman tasks have better sex lives than people who do. Two thumbs up. Interesting, huh? Wasn't those two things kind of... Contradicting? Nope. No, it's saying if a man cooks and a woman takes out the trash, it's better for their sex life than if he only fixes the car and she only cleans and cooks. That Jessica already told you that. That's There's that nothing means. she finds hotter than seeing absolutely Scott do laundry or clean something or cook a meal. No, he she- never does laundry. I do like when he cooks, though, and cleans. Nothing makes a woman's legs spread faster than hot butter faster. than somebody doing a chore that the woman told if the woman gives a guy a to-do list and he goes through that to-do list and gets it done forget about it it's a, it's an it's a slam dunk yes but would you put porn this on her back while I watching it as much no i would not I put porn to. on her back when i was doing it that's ridiculous that's the whole th- i mean it reminds me of the joke is why do canadians do it doggy style so they both can watch the hockey game I mean, John, can you call my husband and tell him what you just said? Because I think someone needs to tell him that about to do lists. 
No, I'm not doing anything like, like he's that. He's the type of he's the kind of person that's just like, oh yeah, I got to fix that. Oh yeah, I'll take care of that. Right. Well, Stuart will start. Never, Stuart will start laundry, that. and I don't know that he did it. And he's like, did you? Oh, I hate that. Did you do? Did you finish the? La- First of all, I didn't know you did it. But on the other side, if I see him start it, and I know he has no intention of coming back, I will fold and I will move to the dryer. I'll fold. I'll hang shirts. Whatever I have to do, and finish it. And he's so happy when I do. So I I like making him happy like that. So if I know it's there and I have time, I'm in. Like I there you go. I put on my little Netflix on top of the dryer and I plow right through that. I thing. like folding it. You like it? I'll fold it, but I I don't like putting it in. I don't like putting it away. Oh. And I don't like putting it in and taking it out. But I'll fold it all day. I will fold laundry all day. Uh, I wish I wasn't talking over that one. She likes putting it in and taking it out. But I do. I'll put it in, take it out all day. In out in out. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Um. Okay, Write that down. last one, which seems obvious. Between 1990 and 2014, American recognition and acceptance of LGBT lifestyle rose from 13% to 49%. I agree with that. Why is it only at 49? But yes, it better fucking grow and keep going. Why is it only... The same study Uh-oh. also found, along with general acceptance, the amount of Americans who have had a sexual experience with a same-sex partner has doubled in that time. Or just recorded it. Just admitted it. Mm, yeah. Again, Maybe. I think it's easier to admit it, number one. Maybe. And I think what happens is, you know, why is it only 49%? Because people, the older people were stuck in their ways and, you know, they just, I don't think that they, well, I think a lot of it has to do with religion. You know, if your religion says that, you know, it's a sin, God forbid, uh, you know, they're going to say. God forbid. Yeah, they're going to, they're not going to say it's acceptable. So I think it's those two things. But I think overall, on a whole, I think that most progressive people that are not, you know, very religious are accepting of it. Okay. Yeah, I think so, too. It's just nice that it's doubled. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, again, I think that I always say that sexuality is like on a scale. Like, you you know, it's just you're either very hetero and then or you can be very homosexual or, you know, there's that sliding scale that's somewhere in the middle that's not really doesn't mean that. The Kinsey scale. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it depends on where you are on the scale on how you feel. About he said it. he said very hetero. I wanted to hear him say very homo. And I waited and I waited. So it didn't happen. Sorry. <laughs> I did say very homo. I see that. <laughs> Passing notes. What's next? That's it. That's all of them. Are you disappointed? I am. No, not at all. Disgusted. Should we do something else? Was that fun? Well, I had um, I had a story about Mallory. Ooh. I do like I do like all those sex stories because I think everybody wants to know where they fit in the general population about taboo topics yeah. that you can't really discuss yeah. with your kids, friends, parents, or in in social situations. Yeah. And you're like, okay, somebody took a survey. Tell me everything. But but I love that stuff. Um, but I wanted to tell you guys that Mallory um started her English class and she came home and. She had, I guess the teacher wanted to evaluate where she was on the reading scale of like, what do you, what are your thoughts about reading and what are your feelings about it? What, not just, and what have you read and what do you, what genres do you like? But more so the psychology of it. Is it something you do all the time? Is it something you fucking hate doing? Just to find out. And they said, pick someone and interview them with these questions. Right. So she comes. Oh, my God. She comes home to. I don't really know this is happening. So I guess she chose me as her subject. Again, I don't know this is happening. And she starts talking about reading. 
Yeah, Mom, what kind of books do you like to read? And I said, well, this is kind of weird because we've had this discussion a thousand times. You know what I read. Sometimes I do audio books and we listen to it in the car and you know exactly what for long trips and stuff. So then she starts asking these questions and she says, you know, do you read anything? What do you read most of all? I'm like, well, I kind of read Politico. I read Politico. I read topical like Politico. I read topical things in addition to (laughs) the mysteries and weird stuff and the crime, whatever. So she asked me a question about a book club. And I said, that's just bullshit for women to get together, desperate housewives to get together and drink. Well, turns out she took that information and she wrote an essay for her English teacher in school. And when it came time to the book club question, she said, my mom thinks that's just a BS opportunity for desperate housewives to get together and drink. And I don't know if I'm proud or mortified. I'm totally mortified that she. Why wouldn't you be proud? Well, she didn't tell me she was really interviewing me. It was just a conversation we were having about school and about reading. And and I I gave her my honest opinion. And if I had known that this was going to her eighth grade teacher, I would have said, oh, well, it seems more like, no, I would have stuck with it. It seems more like a social opportunity than an opportunity to discuss books that I would probably enjoy reading. And it's more of a club than it is. We saw The Breakfast Club the other night um, with the kids and- my friend came with her daughter when we went to tour Delaware, which is where Jess and I went to school, um, which was... Returning to the scene of the crime. Exactly. A totally crazy experience because the scene of the crime is totally changed. So there's no proof of anything, John. We are clear. If you remember from The Breakfast Club, they talk about clubs. Do you belong to a club? And Anthony Michael Hall says, I, 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 belong, I belong to the, ma- the math club, the, the physics, physics club, and... Uh, Asked Molly Ringwald, you know, do you belong to the physics club? She said, that's an academic club. I wouldn't belong to that. Really? In a book club, I guess I'd prefer it to be on that let's take it apart kind of thing as opposed to let's get drunk and forget we read a book or I didn't read the book. If you want to tell me a story, I'm over here in the corner on my eighth glass of Chardonnay. I'm happy to hear a story. So... I would have cleaned it up a little and said, no, it seems more like a social thing and not a reading thing to me, but I didn't get that opportunity to clean it up. So she, P.S., I believe she got an A on it. Got it, girl. But but still, I was was mortified that she took my shtick about, I don't belong to those kinds of clubs. I want an academic club. Well, because I try not to be so opinionated with my kids' teachers and out in the world and out in... I don't go out in the world. But if I did, I would try to never. soften. No, never. I would try to soften things. Even when I do, we go out to the Amish market and get a yummy grilled cheese. I, I definitely say, Jesus loves me. Thank you. Well, I'm sure if I got to know him, I might love him too. But, you know, it's a meet me kind of thing. All right. So mm-hmm. here's the thing, because I'm having a struggle with this myself, because I'm the person that just puts it out there, because I don't have time to soften it. I don't even know if I would know how to soften it. I think as I get older, I don't care if I soften it. Loss of filter? No. Why would you okay, care? Okay, so today. You have less fucks. The older you get, the less fucks you have right, to get. Today, I happen to go on Facebook first thing in the morning. I should never do that because that's when I'm really kind of at my grumpiest or most honest. Whatever. So I noticed where I went into a, a podcasting group. And the first thing I see is, hey, would you all like to do a review swap of our podcasts? 
which to me... Oh, I wish I had seen that because I have a meme for that. A great meme for that. I was like, really? Are we still doing this? Because to be honest with you, it's like, I don't know what your podcast is and I don't care, but all I want you to do is come in there and tell everybody what, what how great my podcast is. So let's do that. So I can have 50 reviews where it says, great show. You're doing a great job. Love this show. You know, it's- Had you tear her apart, John. Had you tear her apart. Well, I just, you know, so then I said, God, are we still doing this? It actually makes me throw up in my mouth. Uh, I can't stand when people do this because it's just, first of all, podcast reviews do nothing. They think everybody thinks it. it's like this magical thing to raise you up the rankings. And so, again, it's just a, a big circle jerk of podcasters doing this for each other. So I go through this. And then another guy that we know, Dave Jackson, he comes in and he has he's written a blog about it. And he's nice, soft message. And he explains it. And I'm like, nice guy asshole see this is the difference between the two of us but we're basically saying the same thing kind of sort of i just don't have that soft message so when people say something to me i look at the message not on how it's delivered in other words i'm not looking at the plate it's on i'm looking at the meal right that's a tone thing Stuart won't accept text or tone from a text or I said, that guy's an asshole. I can't believe he said that. He's like, no, you don't can't read text from tone from a text I message or an email. And I said, well, I'll tell you what tone I just read from that email. Blah, 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 blah. And he tries to talk me off the roof. But I agree with Stuart because I, I, I'm constantly getting, you know, misunderstood through text constantly. I think you're just misunderstood. It's true, I guess. I don't <laughs> you know. just misunderstood. You put a lot out there that makes gives people a frame of reference, so they just assume everything's like that. Well, I hear you. You put it out there, but I don't want my kids' teachers to think that about me. Why do you care what they think? Why do you care what they think? She is leaving. Yeah. Why school. do you care what they think? Why do I care what people think about me? Yes, I do. I I admit I do to a certain degree. I do because I'm I am in the community. I'm married to a pillar in the community. And look, a pillar, yeah, th- I tell you, I call him the pillar. I said, you know, we go out to dinner and you don't recognize any of your patients, but you gave that guy a rectal and his wife listened to my podcast. So there's that pushy doctor and his bitch wife. Like, I don't want to be known like that. This is our community. It's small. I don't want I don't want small. that. So going from the last podcast, nobody really knows the real Melissa because there's always a facade. There's always a front um, I don't know that it's a front, maybe a softening, but not a front. I mean, if you sat down with me when my when my kids fight and I have that kettle one moment, thousand shots of kettle one, you'll figure it out while I'm eating through the pantry. Mm. You'll figure me out. <laughs> I hear you. God. And who wants to anyway? Nobody cares. Everybody has their own life. They don't give a shit about me. And I like it better that way. There you go. So why worry about what they think? Yeah. I guess I just gave her Who's a good... Who's going to say something to you? A, Who's going to care? I guess I just gave her a good chuckle while she was grading papers Absolutely. One night. My mom thinks that's BS. I'm like, oh. For, for board housewives <laughs> to get together and drink. And she probably went, eh. Yeah, it's check. I hope I gave her a chuckle then, Absolutely. I, I, I just think that whole softening and, you know, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. No, no, no. Yeah, fuck that shit. No, not like your words where they're snowflakes. Not like that. I'm just saying that I still have... I still would easily admit, readily admit, that I am not a fan of book clubs. I think they are more social than they are book club. Right. If it were a book, right. But I'm not saying, I don't want to offend anybody who likes a book club, but nope, that's not for me. I'm happy to say that. I'm not yeah. trying to 
not offend anyone. I just don't need everybody to know that deep down I mock and laugh just, at you. I I mock and laugh at you all day long, <laughs> and I might be the only one I'm talking to while doing it, but or I mock dogs. and laugh at you all day long. Um, t-shirts. I got new ones in the mail sporadically. Why is it that I own 600 plus t-shirts and the same 20 are in rotation? Really just 10, but 20. So funny. I was just thinking this. Like I can't even get to the bottom of my drawer because I wear the same five ones all all the the time. time. All All the time. time. So what do we do? I do not understand. What do we do? Take, get rid of them. Stop buying them. No, that's not the answer. That is the answer. Stop buying if you're not going to wear them. I just got one yesterday that says, give me all of the puppies. <laughs> so I'm excited to wear that one. All right, so and here's, I wear my... Here's what yeah. you do. For every shirt you buy, you have to throw one away. Ooh. So you get a shirt, you got to give one up. I don't know if I could up. do that. I've, I had a purge a few months ago. I purged a bunch. But maybe after this summer, I will see what has still never been worn, and I will, I'll do a purge then. Hmm. I, what I do is I buy a lot of podcast T-shirts just because I want to support the podcast, and I have them. So I have like seven or eight of them. And I'll tell you one of the reasons I don't wear them is because they don't have a pocket for my phone. Mental note, Jess, when we do more merch, we will have a pocket for the right. phone. Exactly. You need one, especially mm. for a guy. I made some some writing pads, some paper with brilliant observations on it, and I texted it to Jess to see if I could get her. I love it. They're they're beautiful to see if I could get her out they of her beautiful. house just to come over because our girlfriend came over with her daughter and I wanted to coax her out, but she was sick this weekend and, and couldn't play. Mm. Oh, yep. I know. I'm such, I know. Wah. Yeah. Uh, I know. Um, John, would you wear a, would you wear a brilliant observations? Absolutely. Shirt? I would. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. We got ideas and maybe our listener Will too. Our yard listener will buy a t shirt. <laughs> Support with merch. Right. There you Support go. with merch. Yeah, Jess, how did you like that t shirt? I like it. It's just that the arms are too short. So maybe it's a three quarter shirt on are too short. They're too short? Or long. The brilliant the Brillo one? Yes, brilliant. It's like the shoulders go down to my mid bicep. Like the top is too it's almost like they expect me to be like a gorilla with longer There's a name for that kind of arm, like a drop shoulder. Like drop shoulder or something. There's a name for it. Hmm. John's looking at it. I had to look to right see now. if my if I had drop shoulder. <laughs> I had to look. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, uh oh. And then the yep. but then the arms are almost like ribbed. They're Well, where is the T shirt thing supposed to be? I think it's supposed to go to the elbow. Like, if I don't know if you can see. He has drop shoulders on his sweatshirt right now. It's a t-shirt. It's not drop shoulders. Here's my shoulder right here. Well, it is a little, <laughs> it's about an inch off. You're right. It's just, just cresting the shoulder a little bit. All right. So we're, we're thinking about merch and, and making some stuff. So if you're interested well, in that, I want to, I, I want to. I, I want to partner with the guy from T Public, so I'd like to try and make another one from them just to compare. Yeah, oh, that would be great. So, so I'll do that. The great thing about T Public is you put them up. You make you can make as many as you want. They'll put them up there, and you know they. That's great. I know. They have mugs. And you can sell them to anybody. Yeah, they have mugs, which I'm yep. a big fan. I'd rather have a mug than a T-shirt because what happens with the T-shirt is, you know, I, I need a long T-shirt. I have a very long body and short legs, so I need a long T-shirt, and no one makes them extra long they only they'll make them extra big but they don't make them extra big and extra long so then what happens i, I wear them two times in their crop top and that's the end of that so i'd rather have a mug because i can't shrink a mug 
Oh, we we break mugs in our house, but okay, that's great. I think, matter of fact, what I'm going to start doing instead of buying T-shirts, I'm going to buy mugs, and then behind me, right behind me, I'm going to put a shelf and up, a shelf. and I'll put all the podcasting mugs on a shelf. That's a great idea, John. Let me that's write that down. That's a good collection. Yeah, that is a good idea. Jess, do you collect anything? Thoughts? I used to collect. Yeah. Agita. Um, I used to collect when I was a kid. I collected um, what I considered to be beautiful magazine advertisements because I'm a nerd like that. Um, hmm. Also, Sweet Valley High books. I had all those. Um, but now I don't think I have a collection of, of anything. Like every year, Scott gets me one of those gold dipped roses from Steven Singer for Valentine's Day or Mother's Day, one or the other. Um, but no, I don't really. That's so much meaning. I don't think I do. Sounds like he's collecting those. <laughs> I don't find that collecting things brings me joy because I'm constantly trying to declutter this place. Well, let me ask you, can I back can we back up to these gold dip roses because I've often wondered what you know who buys them, who gets them and what do they do with them? So where he's bought these for you for Mother's Day or Valentine's Day because they're so special that you can remember. So where do, where are they at right now? They are downstairs in the foyer. When you walk in, I have a little like bar cart um, and like a that vase. my mom used to have in her foyer. And there's a vase, and then I put them in, and they're all different colors. There's like blue, uh, okay, and teal so cool. And red that, and I like that green. So that's I kind of like that. It's idea. just like d- decor. Yeah. Now see, I can yeah, see that. Because otherwise, what do you do with it? Can you take a picture of that and put it on Brilliant yeah. Observations? Could you post that? Do you want me to do it right no. now? I want you to. Why don't no, we end the show? Yes, I will. And then you could do that. Yes, I will. So other than mugs, John, is there anything you collect? The reason I say this is because my kids love Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets. And since I have a herd, we always get at least two of the 30-pack, right? And they come in these really neat containers where they have kind of like a, a, like a mm. dip in them anyhow. And I say to my mm-hmm. ex, I say, hey, save them. They make great little – you rinse them out, save them. They make great little things that you can put like a meal in there. And she's like, okay. So she came over the other day and she brought like – 20 of them and i'm like how many times oh do you eat chicken nuggets from chick-fil-a she goes don't even ask <laughs> i was like holy wow. cow Aww. so i have wow like 20 of these containers and 20 lids and i had to put them somewhere so of course i put them in the cabinet above the stove and when you said that <laughs> where the pickled thinking, heads go <laughs> the first thing that happens is if i ever have a date come over here so if you were a new girlfriend and you saw that what would you think i would just think that you ate a lot of chicken nuggets i mean those are different they're not the same as a glass jar that's been delabeled i have one glass jar that's been i have one glass jar that's been delabeled and it sits on the sink and you know what that's for that's for peeling hard boiled eggs now, it's for peeling. So what I do is I put a little bit of water in there. You put the hard-boiled egg in there. You put the lid on it, and you shake it like 10 times. And you take it out, and the egg the eggshell just falls right off of it. No way. It's amazing. A- it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I saw it on the internet, and I said, I got to try that. I tried it, and I'm like, that's it. This is how I peel hard-boiled eggs from now on. Super handy. Absolutely. Wow. Just the tip with John. Just the just tip. Just the tip <laughs> with John. I love it. There we go. There's the next segment. Just the tip with John. Dude, dude tips well for done, dudes. I think we should end this shindig now. Um, I think that we've put them through enough today. So thank you guys so much for listening to Brilliant Observations. Please check us out and get the show notes at brilliantobservations.com. You can also listen to, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Listen Brilliant. And you can give us an email, brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you two for showing up, John and Melissa. I'm always here for you. Me too. 
Thanks for listening.